Pubcast. The Buddha taught we are what we think. Everything we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make our world. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier of the Liberated Healer Podcast. Um, filming you on location, so we're in a different background. But today we have Michelle Blood. She's an author from Australia, which I consider our sister country because you guys are so into spirituality and healing and health. And so welcome, Michelle. How are you? Thank you, Gina. I am awesome. Happy Valentine's Day. It may not be when you're listening to it, but it is for us right now. <laughs> yes, and uh, we're always bringing in love every day, so I will take it. <laughs> so tell our uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. I mean, you were a singer and how your whole journey to getting to here. Yeah, I still sing, still make albums. <laughs> Wonderful. Still, still perform. Um, I was professional since I was five, five years of age. And eventually, after many, many different types of bands, I got together a really great band and we went on to have really great success in Australia. And at one stage, we toured for seven years nonstop, nonstop, like traveling thousands of miles in between each city. It, we just, you know, it had going through a lot of rough times when you're in the rock and roll industry. And I was the manager of the band and this lead singer. And songwriter and so I managed to get us a record label and we started making videos and everything was going great and we just started a tour with the pretenders actually and and um from Brisbane to Sydney is about a 14-hour drive it's a long Australia's huge and there's not many people that live there you know yeah (laughs) and so I was with the truck driver and he fell asleep at the wheel and as the passenger, all the musical equipment went into me and I, I was told I'd probably never survive, but if I did, I'd have physical limitations or I might be in a wheelchair. So that was the beginning of what you would think would be the most horrific thing that could ever happen to you was the best thing that ever happened to me because it put me on my divine purpose. And, oh. and if you, you know, I thought I was on my purpose because of the fact that I'd never thought about doing anything differently than what I'd been doing since I was a kid. And it's just fascinating to me how the divine works and how we end up growing up eventually in consciousness and, you know, what happened to me in that hospital and how my body became healed is still a miracle to me because I didn't know about metaphysics or uh, mysticism or the mind or anything like that. I just knew rock and roll, man. (laughs) (laughs) So that. That's the beginning. <laughs> you know, I have um, a lot of history with rock and roll as myself. Um, both I have been married twice and both of them were in bands and one traveled a lot. So I understand the music industry and a, a lot. I understand your life quite a bit. Um, and um, when you're creating music, that's a, a spiritual endeavor. But sometimes the business of music and the people that are around it and uh, substances around it can kind of lower the vibration. So, um, you know, I'm aware of all that stuff, too. So 
Um, so you're in this horrible bus. Did anybody else get hurt in that or was it just you? It was just me and the truck driver. It was a truck that was carrying all our musical equipment. Oh. And um, I always used to go with the truck as much, far as I could if I'd never met them before to make sure the equipment turned up. Smart. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. we didn't have the internet back then, so. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of injuries did you have just to understand the, the level of? Uh, my hip bone uh, was cracked through three places. My pelvis was completely smashed, not just broken, smashed. And all the bone, fractured bone, went into all my different organs. And so they had to, first of all, have me in traction for weeks and do many operations just to get all the bone out. And my back was fractured as well. So the physical agony of being in traction when all of this is broken in that way, just I would pass out every few minutes, literally for weeks and weeks, every few minutes, just bam. (laughs) It It was just unbelievable that I, I got through that and I ended up back on my high heels, back on stage. <laughs> well, how old were you when that happened? I was 26. Okay. And do you remember anything during that time when the accident happened or we, did you just completely? Yeah. Oh. No, I remember it's, it's amazing what happened because the truck driver said, I said, are you okay? Cause we're on our side. Are you okay? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm pretty sure. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. I can't feel a thing, which I couldn't. I didn't feel a thing. And then the ambulance arrived. And then when they had to cut me out, that's when the pain came in. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, that's when I passed out. But yeah. while, while we were there, it was just, I think your body is in such shock. You don't know what's going on. And it's only when you move and all the bones start moving, I think, that, you know. But anyway, I don't want everyone to lose their yeah. lunch, lunch, breakfast or dinner. Oh, but what- <laughs> Sometimes it's just good to know the level because that's how, where the transformation is and that, that you can come through that, you know, and give hope to other people. Okay. So then what, how, how'd you, then what, how did it change your life and get to you where you are now? Well, when I was in the hospital, I was, I felt suicidal, but I couldn't move to do anything about it because I couldn't imagine if I was going to do all my antics and cartwheels and jumping on top of double speakers and all the crazy stuff I did. As an entertainer, I loved all of it. You know, I wasn't just a singer. And so I couldn't imagine. And people would say, but you'll still be able to sing. And I said, yeah, but without the whole thing, I don't think it's going to be worth it. But I think it was just that I was in such physical agony. I just wanted the agony to be over. I don't think I was actually suicidal um, emotionally, just because the pain was so bad, I wanted it to stop. So uh, after many long operations, people started sending in fans and family and stuff positive thinking books I couldn't read because I couldn't move and then they started putting on audio books because they realized and I didn't want to listen to any audio books because (laughs) when you're in an oscillation of extreme pain physical pain the last thing you want is for people to be farting daisies when they walk into the room (laughs) because you're not in their vibration you're at a totally different frequency and so anyway, there was my auntie put on, was it my auntie or my brother? I can't remember. But that put on Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, it must have been my brother. Yeah, because he was into marketing. Right. <laughs> um, and I was listening to that and Earl Nightingale was speaking the book by Napoleon Hill and he's got such a beautiful baritone speaking voice. I enjoyed listening to that because I liked timber, different 
being a singer and a songwriter, and I like different sounds. And he had a beautiful musical speaking voice. So I did listen to it. I wasn't really interested in it because it was all about male millionaire entrepreneurs in America in the 20s. So why (laughs) would that help a young female singer in Australia, right? (laughs) So, but there was one chapter where Napoleon Hill talked about how his little boy was born completely deaf, 100% deaf. And he, oh, chokes me up every time I think about it. He would go into little infant son's room every night for years doing affirmations, auto-suggestion. You hear perfectly, son, and you grow up to be so strong and a compassionate person and you hear perfectly. And he would keep doing that over and over again. And by the time the little boy was about three or four, he had 30% hearing. The doctor said that was impossible. Not only that, but the hearing aid industry hadn't really begun yet, right? So when he was old enough, he went into the hearing aid industry and made great improvements and became extremely successful in bringing um, higher technology to hearing aid system. So it was like that really, you know what it's like, Gina, when you just hear something yeah. and you know that it will work. Yeah. So I said, you okay. Hear some, you, you might have heard it. 100 million different ways but some way the word that the time and the way that somebody placed it it just goes in for some reason you know it's just that yeah I hadn't heard anything about affirmations or metaphysics or meditation or anything like that I wasn't in that arena it wasn't in my Mm -hmm. even my peripheral (laughs) just rock and roll songs recording yeah anyway so so it was the first time I'd heard of anything like that positive thinking because I'd always you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, my God, the more I listen to this guy, that's what I've been doing my entire life through just sheer willpower. I've always known if I want to have something happen, I'm going to make it happen. I mean, when I went into the A&R department of Time Warner Music to get our first publishing deal, I walked in as a singing telegram, tap dancing, so that I could get in to meet the A&R people. And I got you. And, I, and with the ghetto blaster and, you know, the secretary's there and she's like the assistant's there. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Is it his birthday? I don't think it's his birthday. I said, no, it's a family. It's a family thing. And so I went in there with the ghetto blaster and I said, wait till you listen to this. This is a, the most awesome band you're ever going to hear in Australia. And it. you're going to sign them. And they did. Anyway, <laughs> just telling you, I was willing to do anything crazy out yeah. of the box, completely out of the box. So I said, okay, I've got to do an affirmation. I am healed. I've got to say an affirmation. I've got to say something about myself to myself that hasn't happened yet that I want to have happen as if it's already happened and I've got to emotionalize it. I am healed. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. I was like, great. I've just written a great affirmation because none of that is true. (laughs) So I'd say it over and over again. And after a couple of weeks, Gina, my doubting mind just spat it out. It would not go into my subconscious mind where it's got to go because of the fact that uh, the doctors are coming in and telling me things that are the opposite of being healed. You know, you've got to, you've got to be realistic, family is saying. You know? yeah. <laughs> anyway, but then about two weeks after that, I had my huge Satori, my huge download from the divine, sing it, oh. sing it. You can't get a song out of your head. You write songs, Michelle. You write jingles. 
And I never told my band I used to write jingles for advertising agencies because I, I would have thought that, that would be uncool. But yeah. I made money doing that to buy musical equipment. But anyway, <laughs> advertising agencies spend a fortune on jingles because they're not stupid. They know that once you've got their product with your with their jingle, even if you never buy a Toyota or you don't like Vegemite, you'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll you buy it because you remember, yes. Yeah, right. exactly. So I, I started singing it onto a cassette player. I got someone to get me a 90-minute blank cassette. I am healed, I know I am. I love myself, I am my friend. As the healing light of the universe surrounds me and goes through me, I am healed, I know I am. I sang it all the way through and then I would just listen back. To make a, a very long story short, because there's so much more we can talk about to assist people to be healed today, that what the lyrics went into the left side of the brain the affirmations, the music, the melody goes into the right side of the brain and you have an immediate, it has been proven now, we've got all the scientific studies on my websites, it goes into your subconscious mind immediately. You can't get it out. You don't have to emotionalise it. You don't have to even sing it. You just have to listen to it, which is why my affirmation songs have now been listened to multi, multi millions of times all over the globe. In fact. There's a UK guy that used to work for Stock Atman and Waterman who is a producer who is who heard it for the first time in um, at an event in Germany last year. Someone was playing it at one of their events, Magnet to Money Song, and he's going to make it into a dance mix. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So, what a nice place to bring that into. Yeah. So it's really quite fascinating. And I had no intention, Gina, of ever doing these affirmation songs for the public because to me when you record a song it's a huge production it's a huge production and you have everyone there and you know it's like it takes about two weeks to maybe get one song done that you've written in the studio every day to make it perfect but I ran into that studio and I did about 30 songs in four days of all about success and I said to my band I want all of us to listen to these affirmation songs because look what happened to me but then promoters found out about my healing because even the doctors were saying, we're not really supposed to say it's miraculous, but it's pretty damn miraculous what happened to her. And so I'm listening to more and more of these affirmation songs I'm creating. And my friend John Beatty also helped co-create them. And it was really interesting that um, that opened the doorway for me to be touring all over the world with D- Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Stuart Wilde, Tony Alessandra, and, of course, Bob Proctor I worked with for many, many years, and we created tons of songs and products all over the world. So that was how it began. <laughs> I love it so much. And um, especially for the youth right now, because I'm working with youth and I work with um, people that are suicidal or just um, kind of stuck in what I call like the tar pits of it and can't get out. And, I, you know, I'm recommending a lot of different music for them. And so this is a great, would be a great package for them because they just they could just be passive and let it kind of fall into them. You know, there's so many other activities, you know, that are wonderful, but you need to be in the space to do them like yoga and meditation and uh, exercise or, you know, walking animals or volunteering. There's so many great ways to get yourself out of depression and the dark energy off and all that stuff. But when you're bad, when you're bad, 
like music is the best because when you're like down and you you're just crying and you're really, if you pop on music, I always say, just put it on, just put it on, raise the vibration. Yeah. And, um, that's what Dr. Chopra said. He said, do one for little babies, for children. Yeah. So I did one called, I can do it self-esteem for kids. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. And um, this particular album, there's a little baby animal that speaks beforehand about where it's from in the world, if it's in danger, what it eats. My mummy and my daddy, like it's the, you know, the panda yeah. from China and orangutan babies and uh, Bengal tiger. And, and when I, I did all the voiceovers for them oh, and wow. Dr. Chopper said, he said, your Indian accent is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had the little baby animals sing along with me as if they're singing along with me on the little ditties, little songs about loving their family and hugging and kissing and, wow. you know, ha- living in harmony with nature. And, and so that's a beautiful little, just for five and under, but I've had um, many mums who say they give it, they play it for their infants, real infants too, and the kids just start giggling and loving it. So, yeah, music music makes the world go around. It makes a huge difference and it shifts your oscillation very fast, very, very fast. And also someone who has a different level of spirituality, there's no judgment, you know what I mean? And I think also it's like especially um, if you're, I don't know, I'm just saying like there's not no denomination, you know, you don't have to commit no. to um, so it's sort of, it is for all and that's a nice thing. Yeah, it, it is for all. And, you know, I, um, I studied everything. I mean, I, I was looking for an enlightened teacher for 14 years all over the world. I eventually found one. I actually went off the grid for 10 years and just studied with her, meditated with her. It wasn't a particular religion. She's enlightened. Enlightened yeah. people, it isn't a religion. It's only after they leave the body that people start religions. And eventually I became enlightened, which is now why I teach deep mysticism and meditation to students in over 32 countries uh, and allowing people to understand what being liberated really is. It's not just about people don't understand enlightenment is very rare. It takes a lot of work to do it. But one of the things that I love to do is make it very simple. Kiss, keep it simple and spiritual because there's too many teachers that say, oh, it's all complicated and it's really deep and that's why you've got to pay me thousands of dollars because I'm the best. And so I make it as simple as I can. And if someone can't afford to even pay the $50 a month to be a student, I give it to them for free if they really want it because I believe that everyone has an opportunity their purpose is to become enlightened, which means liberation, you know. So it's uh, we've created something. This, You know what it's like when you're teaching people, Gina, and you're speaking to people that just don't know if they trust that any of this mind stuff or heart stuff or divinity works, mm-hmm. and they're sort of like on the back, on, they're on the fence, they're like on the razor's edge. If they feel like if, if they move over, then they might be cut through on that razor's edge. And so for the last, this is so exciting, for the last two years, we have worked on an app that has morning meditations, eight-minute morning meditations, so that they can focus on a particular positive topic. It's yep. got a beautiful sleep program where they have their angels speaking to them all night and putting them into very, very deep states of sleep with tons of positive affirmations and the Magnet to Money song for the notifications. And it's just called Magnet to Money app, and it just costs the same as a cup of coffee a month. Yeah. And so for people that don't feel that they would even remember 
the app is there doing it all for you, reminding you that you're a magnet to money, reminding you that you are loved, that you, you know, all the amazing content we've put into this and, you know, two years of solid work. I had no idea that making apps was so complicated, but now we've done it. I was determined to get something done that would help the people that they can't even remember to just put on the music and play it to have their themselves healed. So this way it's just comes on. <laughs> and you know, what is great about that is um, cause I'm, I'm doing some work with uh, areas in like hospitals and assisted living places and all of the um, workers are really overtaxed. I mean, it is not, it's not an understatement. They're exhausted from what happened. They're exhausted emotionally, physically, you know, everything that's happening. And then a person who happens to be in a hospital or an assisted living place, they have 24 hours in the day. And sometimes they have absolutely nothing to do or no one coming by. And if their nurse or a a practitioner can come and set them up on an iPad and say, Hey, you can go through this in the morning. You know what I mean? That things like that are so you know, that's what these are for. Just put it on and give that to that person. If you give them a couple hours a day of content that can they can really absorb and fill their day, you know, because they'll get depressed and they'll start going down. If you know, it's just all about you know accessibility. So you're making it accessible to people that really need it. Yeah, and I get a, I've got a lot of the ideas from nurses and doctors and different people that I work with that are actually my students. And, um, you know, some of my friends in Australia that work uh, assisted living places and for me seeing them go through hell, you know, hours to get to a place and then, you know, they'll go to a home, um, you know, because one of them is she goes in to help the people that just the government pays for it in Australia for particular families. And sometimes it's really rough for her, very, very rough, dangerous almost. And so... She said, listening to the sleep program, she said she's able to sleep so much deeper and now doing meditation, which she's been doing for five years with me, has changed her life. And now she has written some books and started some websites so that she can assist others the way that I assisted her. And so particularly working with, I mean, I've worked with kids that um, I go and do it for free that are just about to leave the foster care system. They're just about to turn 18 and I do events for them and we talk about what they can do and what their purpose will be. So something similar to what you do, we get them to sing along to the songs and start writing visual boards. And it's, it's been very, very rewarding and I love it. You know, I recently went through sort of a traumatic experience, Oh, even though through all my healing and the work that I do, and it was something that was needed and um, has brought me to even further healing, but I have started to listen and um, because I needed to um, take the silence out because when I was in silence, all of the um, storytelling would come back in and I couldn't relax and my anxiety was through the roof. And I still right now, and I didn't used to sleep with hypnosis or meditation music. I didn't sleep with it. I used it on other things, but I've been still doing it regularly and I'm starting to almost wean myself off because I want to get to the point where I don't need it too. So it's like, uh, you know, a choice, but it's really saved me through this time because in those quiet moments when you're alone and 
um, everything's kind of quiet. It, it, you know, all the fears can just rise up, right? And you just want to be able to just to put something in. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah and um, I, that's what I, I do with my students. I find <clears throat> different meditation music online. It's I don't write meditation music. I write pop songs to yeah. lift you up while you're awake, while you're awake. But um, so I, I find certain music and I like it if it's not even too popular because then it doesn't have the consciousness of a lot of people listening to it. Then I meditate on it for a few weeks to make it really clean, that music. Mm. And then I say to my students, buy, buy this, I, you know, because it's not my music. You have to go and buy it yourself. And then I, I teach them to meditate listening to it just really focusing and then for the last 10 or 15 minutes then go into the silence but keeping the soundproof headphones on I said because you've you otherwise you're just all the other thoughts that aren't even your thoughts are coming in and you go down rabbit holes and that makes meditation practice extremely hard (laughs) because the whole idea is to stop thoughts and be one with that diamond because most people can't feel their diamond their infinite because it's yeah. coated in emotion and things that have happened to them and and so that they can't feel it. They're like, why isn't this working for me? I'm doing everything again. I know I'm a good person. And then they just get frustrated and that's very sad. I hate it when I don't like it when people are suffering. So yeah, I started, um, you know, something called the mysticalexperience.com and I highly recommend to anyone, you know, if any of you would like to uh, just – experiment with it for eight dollars just for eight dollars in a a month you get to be in the aura you get light transmitted to you you get to meet people on our zooms from 32 different countries i've got a huge screen in front of me every week and we discuss all the different challenges that people are going through and we really mastermind to help anyone who's going through anything extraordinary i mean even to the point of helping people financially if they're single mums and stuff like that it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful experience and it makes it very, very simple. So the two things that I adore that I'm doing with my life is the mysticalexperience.com and this yep. new app because it's so fun and you've got to have fun to lift up your vibration. <laughs> the, the highest vibration is laughter. It is. And when you laugh, <laughs> there is no thought. I even have programs called the laughing meditation where I just went into a studio. I got all these babies. I got all these people and I put all these signs up to make them really laugh hysterically. Like who farted? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. You're really contributing in such a big way and giving back. And I'm very moved um, by all the different areas. Like you really are a truth you're really in there, you know, just when you said like, I don't like to see people suffer. It's the whole reason why I started this as well. And, you know, I feel like, um, we are a one, one thread of a tapestry, every single soul, and we all have to work together. And when one is pulled tight, we need to help that other one. You know what I mean? And it's just each one that gets better and more healed, we all collectively become more healed. And, um, you know, I just appreciate your effort and all of this and your, I know it is a life passion, but I, it's just always good to, you know, uh, vocalize it because it's a lot of work. Um, I know that um, sometimes even 
you know, things happen, especially in businesses, there's a lot of stress and you just, I know, but when you find your life purpose, like you have, um, you just move through those obstacles with you, cause you got to get there, right. You got to go help the foster kids, right. You got to go help. Just keep going on that. Just every a tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so light and, you know, authentic and driven. And, you know, I just, I love that what you built and your team has, you know, even dealing with your team from my side has been very, you can always tell when they're happy and enjoy and, and oh, doing what they love to been, do. We've been together for over 20 years, all of us. Yeah, really? Yeah. I just wonder like what would have happened if that accident didn't happen? You know, I, and I know that was just awful. You know, I'm the so- accident didn't happen. Um, we were just about to be signed to a big record label in Europe. We would have gone on and been very, very successful, but I would have, you know, just missed the mark of what my true life was because the one thing that I've realised is all the experience that I had managing a rock band, getting road crew, setting up, doing all of that stuff that I did. I mean, in the beginning I didn't even have a road crew. I had to set it up. Yeah. just me and the band, and then um, learning how to handle any sort of audience, including Australian drunks, <laughs> and and all of the things that I learned along the way, all of that experience was amazing because I love being a teacher who also entertains. And when we do our events and we meditate, but we get everyone up on stage, we do rock and roll, I mean, it's just because you – Everyone takes themselves so seriously. And when you add music and entertainment and dances and all that sort of stuff to an event, it just makes it so much fun. And then so people So much fun. I can't wait to yeah. come to one of your events. Yeah. So, so so everything's on your website, the events and everything? Yeah, I've got a lot of websites because I've got ringtones and everything. But the main website websites are themysticalexperience.com. Yeah. Okay. And you, you can you know, be, well, give it to you for free to start with because you're awesome, but you can experiment and listen to all the past videos about every topic you can imagine. I mean, I've got doctors and dentists and lawyers and people that no one would, including themselves, ever thought they would be interested in finding out about karma, past lives, immortal consciousness, meditation, who are really into it now. It's changed their lives, particularly quite a few dentists because that's one of the highest suicidal professions in the world is dentistry. <gasps> yeah. So anyway, um, so have a look at all the free videos or just, you know, go to Michelle Blood, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-L-O-O-D.com forward slash liberated. Yep. And we're going to link your- everything below and all the different areas. So yeah. And we'll put the offer there for you to just okay. go to the mystical experience for a month and just for you to see for yourself, to feel it. And also to get the Magnet to Money app, magnettomoneyapp.com on Apple. It's just for um, iPhones and iPads and iPods at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Took two years to get that. But it's just, um, it's extraordinary. It's an experience. People are calling it um, an experience because they, people that never thought that they could consistently meditate are just saying, oh, my God, I didn't realize that every single day it's a different meditation. What? How much time did you put into that, Michelle? And I went, well, there is no such thing as time. I just do something and then it's done. (laughs) 
and if you have the right support around you, you can kind of create, you know, people say that to me a lot too. And I'm like, you know, you have the right team around you. You can just keep creating and building. That's absolutely. Amazing. John and Dara is my business partner, Johnny and Dara, and he is amazing in all our websites that is so spectacular. I mean, when Jack Canfield saw my last um, michelleblood.com website, he was just like, who created that for you? And he's like, what about your book cover? I love it. And I said, we just do it as a team. And uh, and Trevor, I, I stole him from a blockbuster 20 years ago. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> he was managing a blockbuster. And, and I said, look, check out my websites because I really feel very guided that you're supposed to work with me. And then he called me up the next day, save me from Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, wow. And Holly, Holly your Holly, voice is Holly, Yeah, I'm Holly sorry, Holly. Carla, Holly did the development and everything. She's a yeah. student, been a student for a long time, but she ended up doing the development and everything for the app. She'd never done it before. So oh. she's on board now with us all the time. And it's just extraordinary, all the, all the, all the extra people, including you now, and yeah. all the people that I've met along the way doing so many podcasts and TV shows and everything that people want to, uh, you know, like you ladies and men that are doing these amazing podcasts, you can just get them all transcribed and have tons of books written. <laughs> and it's a way that everybody can contribute and build their community and have a voice. Yes. And, um, my background was in entertainment as well. And everything was so micromanaged that, you know, there was not, there was no individual voice left anymore. You know, oh. you, you just play your part and unless you're a singer or writer, right. You get to do that. But when you're like in the background, the, the marketing and the business point, it was just like, Oh, you do your little part and what you really say doesn't matter. And that was just really hard energy for me to carry. I was like, but I what did you do? Gina? I did marketing at like Warner brothers and things. Oh, but well, you know, like, time Warner was my publisher. Oh yeah. Well, it's different when you're talent, but when you're business, a business person, and then you feel like you don't have a voice and that, that goes on to the rest of your life. You like, you know what I mean? You don't have a life in your life voice in your relationship. You don't have a voice, you know, and it starts to, you know, you're nothing. And then those doubts are coming in. Diminished. Yeah. So that's why I asked you about your team because I want, I know a lot of people that are in jobs that are not serving them anymore. And there are other companies and opportunities out there that you can work on a product that lifts you up, you know, and still make money. And that's why I like that your thing is magnet to money, because a lot (laughs) of times with spirituality, people are afraid to even talk about making money. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, Yogananda had it down. He said, Americans just care about material wealth. And Indian Eastern, they just, they're in poverty, but they care about spirituality. And he said, Yogananda said, you know, in autobiography of Yogi, that's why it was so important for me to come to the West so that you can have spirituality and money. And uh, who was it? I can't remember the name of the man yet, but he was a very high conscious man. And he said, money is like um, a light transmission. You have brought light into your life to give you freedom. And that's what I always say to people. It's it's just an energy that gives you freedom. I mean, the reason that I live where I live in this beautiful mountain, it's like a, <laughs> it's like Shangri-La um, yeah, yeah. because uh, I attracted it because I wrote it down. I 
visualized it every day and it ended up being literally a million times better than I could even visualize myself. So, you know, there's so many different tools. Keep it simple and spiritual, people. Just kiss. Keep it simple and spiritual. If you don't know where to begin, begin. But what I wanted to just say to you, Gina, about the um, music industry, they tried to diminish me too. Seriously. And um, as as the woman, you know, the band were, were just like, you can't talk to her like that. And they would say, Oh, we want you to cut your hair, or can you can you can you change your clothing to be more like Annie Lennox and blah blah blah. And it was so crazy because I had my own style. And yeah. I loved my, I loved my own style. And it was pretty scant what I would wear on stage, but they had me in suits and ties and cutting my hair and changing my hair to red. And in the end, I just went, look, you guys are suits and ties. You don't know what in the hell you're talking about. I'm going to, the reason I've become successful and we have thousands of people coming to our gigs is one of the reasons is because of my appearance. It makes me feel confident to, to wear sexy stuff and to be scant. I'm not Annie Lennox. <laughs> I know that brought, it brings me to that song Pink where when she, Pink first came out and she was saying, I'm not Britney Spears. She's cool on her own, but I'm, that's not me. And I just remember that because at that time that was so popular that everybody had to fit into a, a box. And Oh, and, and they don't have the talent. It's just so stupid. I remember doing a music video. My mother came, they brought a stretch limo and three guys, three guys from the record label came to take us shopping to find the perfect wedding style dress for one section of the video. And mum said, who's going to pay for all this? You're looking at $1,000 wedding dresses and it's just a simple little music video, isn't it? And they said, she said it comes out of her royalties, right? And I didn't even know that myself back then. <laughs> and, and, um, yep. and, and they said, well, yeah. And she said, look, I'm just going to sell her something. It'll be perfect. So let's just take us home. No more wasting money that the band will never get. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that time they did that crazy. They would go all the expensive dinners and then yep. all of a sudden you're like, how come I have no money? <laughs> And, and we're sleeping in uh, cockroach palaces. We did a gig with In Excess in Melbourne and and um, my road crew went into a hamburger joint after the gig and Michael Hutchins was there and because he'd met the road crew and he said, could you please buy me a burger? I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> because they, had, they hadn't made it in America yet, you know. So. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> that. And we're changing all that now. Yes, yes, indeed. But I'm glad I went through old school tough times. Yeah, because I, I've got you know, I literally paid my dues over and over and over again. <laughs> and I'm glad you reminded me of Yogananda because that was literally one of the I bought. Um, that was the first book, and then Happiness by the Dalai Lama. You know, in my 20s, where I was just so lost, and those are the two books. And then I bought the audio recordings from Yogananda. And I would just play them over and over again at the beach. And I just, I just, because I trusted him. And when you do the spirituality, trust is everything. Yes. And safety. We need to feel safe and we need to trust. And that's hard to do when you're talking about spirituality. And um, so I went to Yogananda was my first. So I'm, I'm glad you said his name today because it brought a really big, um, big love to my heart because you're right. You know, he, I, I, and I forgot about that story where he's like, we got to bring it together. We can't be, you're right. It's just an energy. Why can't we also enjoy that? You're talking about affirmations. The money is going to help you bring the life where you can explore more spirituality. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I just thank God every day that I met my enlightened teacher because I trusted her completely. And she was just so irreverent, so funny. And, um, and I, 14 years to find an enlightened teacher, but that's why I went off the grid and yeah. just, I, I just wanted to find God. Yeah. I just, and that's I all really I wanted. I feel like things are wrapping up faster. I used to take those 10 years journeys and it still could, but I feel like, you know, our type is coming up and we're supporting all those people and said, Hey, we did a lot of this work. You don't need to do the 10 years. We can get you the information right now and you can start shifting your energy. Now there's some kind of a fast thing happening of us coming together in this time space continuum that we're in right now. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know about that (laughs) because I know what I, what I went through to become enlightened and it was a huge amount of work and it's, Oh yeah. there's only a handful of people that become enlightened on the planet at any one time. Yeah. So, but I know that there are like a lot of my students are in early, what I call early enlightenment. Yeah. Where, you know, um, things have happened to them, deep spiritual experiences. They haven't, they haven't all gone through the stargate yet, but when, when they do, they'll, they'll, whoo. <laughs> there, well, there, there is nothing in the world. I would, if I'd have known what it was like, to be enlightened, I would have started meditating when I was a baby. <laughs> I agree. But um, I do agree, I do agree that the um because when I first started out wanting to even just talk about affirmations, people were like, oh, that's woo-woo. And it was just like it took so long for people to understand science now. If people don't believe it, go to Michelleblood.com and look at all the science from John Hopkins Hospital. I mean, about meditation and the brain and how it lights up. It's not woo-woo talk. You don't have to have faith to believe it. They have just discovered that this world is not real and we are just like um, holograms. And that's why we always say we're not real. We're just vibrating energy. And they now have been able to prove that we are vibrating energy. We are not solid objects. There is no such thing as a black hole. Science is slowly catching up with what the Buddha taught years ago. I mean, the Buddha taught we are what we think. Everything we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make our world. Now, yep. that's, a, that's a negative and a positive. You don't want to have thoughts. But like he said, you don't want to. He saw a sitar player and he said, wow, he's got to have those strings perfect. If they're too tight, they'll break. If they're too loose, you won't be able to play. And that was his satori when he realized he couldn't starve himself anymore and poverty was ridiculous and he allowed himself to eat and get healthy and get under that banyan tree and wake up. <laughs> well, um, I want to see, do you have a few minutes to take us out either on a song or a meditation or something to raise a vibration? The great late Bob Proctor that I worked with for years wrote this song with me and we always said, you've got to be in synergy Whatever you want, you've got to be in synergy with the vibration of that particular thing. So, Because what you're seeking is seeking you, and that could be negative or positive. So this song is very up vibe, and it's spiritual, and it talks about being in synergy. And here we go. Thank you. (laughs) Can you hear it? Yeah. It's synergy, red out energy, positive energy, love and synergy. It's synergy, 
Red hot energy, positive energy, goes into synergy. Sing it, Michelle. <laughs> With synergy, red hot energy, positive energy, built into synergy. It's synergy, hot energy, positive energy, built into synergy. How magnetic. You draw the good in people out. The whole world will be a better place. And everyone will start to shout. Thank you. Wow, that was so fun. You have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. I just love uh, that you were born with that and that you've driven it to this part of the world. And thank you so much for today. And we're going to link everything. And she has a giveaway, which is a total value of $300. We're going to put that whole package in there. If somebody um, is interested in that, reach out to me and um, we'll get that over to you. And thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks thank for you, Jaina. It's been a wonderful interview. Yes. And, uh, we're in synergy, girlfriend. Yes, we are. <laughs> and thank you so much. And we're wishing you all love and happiness and health today on this day of love. Day of love. Wake up every day and say, thank you for my beautiful life. And then write down what your beautiful life looks like, even if it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> write it down with love. Thank you, guys. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.